0: Thank you. Continues. This is...
1: from the mic mm-hmm. given that uh wonder if this comes through in stereo. Wouldn't it be cool if like you were in one ear and I was in the other and uh, like if they one person hated us <laughs> just, just one of us one and like, like <laughs> just totally just took that that earphone out. <laughs> um
2: that would be funny, but I I feel like if you hate one of us you should maybe just not listen. <laughs>
1: well <laughs> still download.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we want your download but uh it, it just I can't imagine just isolating the audio and only having one, one, one side person.
1: What if you'd listened to like it twice, but like listened to the one side of the argument or whatever, and then came back through?
2: Whoa. This yeah. might be a whole new way to experience
1: yeah, podcasts. <laughs> and then did it backwards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we got... What is that? We could be putting out three episodes a week
1: just if, single yeah, tracks you that, and then and together and yeah and both yeah. of
2: us are uh can be can get long-winded and both of us try not to step on each other's toes so there's just these
1: gaps <laughs> in yeah. the episode. Just like they don't have to have that uh, what's the, there's a thing where you can kind of skip through the silent spaces like it's mm-hmm. the smart part of your uh your yeah, oh. uh, yeah, it'd be very odd to hear that. So, the, uh, for all who's listening to me, <laughs> Andrew is just smiling. Hi, <laughs> and he just said you'll,
2: hi. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it next go around. <laughs> uh, the fantastic app that you turned me on to uh, has the uh, smart speed overcast. Mm-hmm. Has it shortened silences? I've never used it though. I don't know. <clears throat>
1: I haven't either. I, I don't mind the, the pregnant pauses. No. Um, it, makes, it makes me feel their uncomfortableness with that. It is weird whenever there's like a dead space. It's, you feel, really feel the need to fill it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Especially both of us doing two shows pretty consistently for quite some time. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, congratulations. Span the Void. Yeah. S- span the Void. Bridge the Gap to your Bicentennial.
1: Mm-hmm. Void yes, span, uh, and we're just trying to catch up on you, but yeah. it's going to be a hard, <laughs> hard thing to do. Going
2: to be tough when we set an unrealistic goal from ourselves for ourselves yes. on the outset,
1: just right out the gate. So yes, yeah. But yeah, thank you. But we're not here to talk about that. This mm-hmm. is a review podcast.
2: It is, it uh, is. So
1: therefore, you must be Brad. I am. You're always Andrew. And this episode is brought to you by Boudreaux's Butt Paste. Yes keep when it cool. Yeah. When it's uh <laughs> when it's a little uh. <laughs> just
2: just because summer's hot doesn't mean your yeah. ass has to be
1: That's right. With a name like Booger's Plus Butt Paste, it has to be good. Right? Ooh, bust paste.
2: Hello. Bust bust. Yeah,
1: the bust <laughs> paste. Uh
2: actually that's... that probably would be useful cuz I I've heard that, you know, women get some sweaty boobs. Uh part of life. Yeah. The for under them. Boob sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know cuz I'm a peak physical specimen who only drinks beer in reasonable quantities and yeah. gets plenty of exercise. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'd <clears throat> be both.
2: <laughs> hmm. Anyways, um what beer are you drinking in moderation tonight?
1: Oh, ah, well, I you caught me off guard. I was just thinking about <laughs> butt paste and uh, and cleavage sweat. Mm-hmm. I'm all a bother right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is uh, the second of two beers that I brought uh, back from the cabin from Elk Creek. I did one, what, two weeks ago? Um, yes. And this one is the the Crick Walker IPA. So up here in central Pennsylvania, we don't we don't call them Creeks. We call them Cricks. Um I'm fine with that. <laughs> and uh but it, it is a it's a pretty heavy it's a pretty heavy IPA. It's not I don't it's it's an English IPA. I don't know what that makes that an English IPA. Probably the hops and the English whatever. IPA. Interesting. I would you know, if I really wanted to find out, I guess I could. Oh, okay. I don't know if there's any explanation on back there here. Um but anyways it's uh Crick Walker IPA, seven point five ABV. Um, fully flavored hop forward American stout what it says English on here
2: alright well, well it says on the on the, the Americans on, uh, did start as
1: the English but it, I guess uh, remarkably drinkable with it's you not know, well, what you want in most in, in your beer um,
2: yeah wasn't what, that a uh, uh, was it Bud Light or Miller Light it was like great drinkability yes
1: well that's your job. Yeah. Don't brag about it. Um, <laughs> I often look uh, for that
2: in a in a liquid that I'm going to consume.
1: Yeah. Oddly drinkable. Yeah. Um, with a decidedly grapefruit grapefruit flavor and a pleasing peach aroma. I mm-hmm. don't get that a whole lot. Um, I've had it sitting out for a little bit, so it is a little warmer. Um, I, I I do smell a little bit of the citrus in it, but, um, it's just, it is, it's a very smooth IPA. Um, mm. um, uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing on the front end that makes it, uh, offensive and nothing on the, on the back end that keeps you from, you know, like we've been talking for a while and I've just kind of been sipping it and there's some really good uh, cloudiness into it. And, uh, I don't know. This is a decent beer. Uh, this was not on tap when we were up there. I got two beers that weren't on tap because I drank all the other ones. But um, yeah, I just wanted to try it out, and I'm glad I waited a little bit. And yeah, it's about five or six weeks, maybe even longer, maybe eight weeks old. But nice, there good beer, are. good beer,
2: awesome. Uh, Crickwalker, I do appreciate that they spelled it with an I. Mm-hmm. Instead of C R E E C K and still call it crick, yes. But like I said, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, so I'm on Urban Dictionary right now. In the top, oh, okay. Yeah, because because I searched drinkability. So here's oh, the okay. here's the top definition: a poorly made beer that is mass produced and is watered <laughs> down. This cross between an adjective and an adverb <laughs> is used as a marketing scheme to get people who are not looking for flavor in beer but simply want to guzzle down this pathetic excuse of beer so they can get drunk off of a Pilsner that only has 3% alcohol by volume. Thus, a beer, in air quotes, with this kind of label, is without flavor and character and should not be consumed by humans who have dignity. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, would,
1: that would be fun to write for that. That, yeah. that would be fun. I yeah. think
2: it's um, user-submitted.
1: Oh oh yes I guess it is. Yeah so yeah.
2: this this one was brought to us by Razmataz with 3 z's at the end there. Uh mm. on uh, March 7th year of our Lord 2010. Mm. And uh it's been confirmed that it is a bud light descriptor and or um
1: marketing scheme. So there you go. Drinkability. Yeah. Hmm. Razmataz used to use that in a couple of drinks whenever I was bartending. I can't go. remember what it was. Maybe it was Sex on the Beach. Uh, oh, Purple Haze, maybe. Ooh.
2: That's yes. a uh,
1: popular Ibiza
2: beer. That's not very good. Uh,
1: well, Purple Haze for... Uh, I think it's a Purple Haze. Maybe not. Um, it was just a Long Island iced tea with some like a little bit of purple in it. But, really? I digress. Weird. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what is it? It's a Long Island iced tea with... Purple. Purple in it,
1: Barney Barney Just have some; you'll love it. Mm. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of people listening to it. Like if one person laughs, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, what did they say? Wow!" <laughs> right. I get it. Nice.
2: Yeah, well, I, I got to tune in next week when they drop <laughs> the other half of this,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then it'll really come together in two weeks when they release the uh, the full episode. Yes, that's right. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> what are you having?
2: Should be good. Um I am continuing my trend that I uh I warned you guys I was going to and uh again it's going pretty well. So Nola collaborated with Highwire Brewing, uh Highwire is a brewery in North Carolina who uh has chosen to uh really zero in on loggers from what I've gathered from their Website. Ooh, okay. Yes. Uh, uh, why would you do that? Well, never I mind. don't know. Sorry. So here's the thing, uh, that I a buddy of mine sent me an article that with I think it's with newer craft beer drinkers or people who are we kind of talked about this people who are so sick of hops. Yeah. And like if it's not your flavor profile, but you want beer, you want something that's not all about drinkability. Right. It, you didn't hmm. have a lot of options, but so lagers are. Lagers and Pilsners are becoming a little more in vogue. And this article I was reading was basically, I, I don't know. This is a completely uneducated opinion, um, but saying how lagers are the, you know, it's the toughest beer to make. It's hard to make something like that where you have, you can hide behind hops. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, shut Cause up. Because I've had shitty IPAs plenty yes. of times. Um right. I don't think that people do it because it's the easiest beer to make. I don't think that that these fucking empires of craft brewing like uh, Dogfish Head, whose staples are 60 and 90-minute IPA, do it because it's... Yeah, or Stone, who basically, you know... Revolutionized craft craft beer. The godfathers of craft beer. Um, I don't think that they chose IPAs because it's easy. Uh, So... Kind of bullshit on that, but anyways, Highwire, known for their loggers, collaborated with Nola, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, to make Flippy Floppy, an Imperial IPA. So there you go, there you have it. Um, even they're not convinced that loggers <laughs> are the way to go. <laughs> they,
1: they can go one way or the other.
2: Yeah, they're they're a little Flippy Floppy. Maybe that's why they maybe. called it
1: that. Or maybe they're on their boat.
2: Uh yeah. So, Flippy Floppies. floppies. <laughs> nice. Uh I was I was listening to the um I won't let this become a tangent, but I was listening to the Pop Star uh soundtrack mm. for the first I time in a while to it recently. Days ago. So good. Yeah, funny. So yeah. good. Um but so Flippy Floppy Imperial IPA uh made with Nelson Sauvin uh Mosaic and Galaxy hops. The latter two I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh hmm So, 7.8% ABV, and I was talking about this last week, and I was talking about this with you off-air, is it seems like a weird thing to complain about because they're making these really good beers, but they're all tasting really similar. Uh, This one is right in there uh, as far as it's definitely similar, but it has more of that imperial... Um, not Imperial, it has more of that IPA flavor that I'm looking for on the back end. Um, So Mm -hmm. it is like you can, Brad, you can see maybe. Yeah, it's very um, cloudy. Yeah, cloudy. It's got the orange juice look to it. Nails that test. Um, It has the juiciness, uh, very, very good. um, But it also has that kind of piney bitterness that I'm looking for and is definitely missing from a lot of New England style IPAs. Which, when I look at this, that's immediately what I think of. Um, so I gave it a four two five. Um, above. What if
1: it's a what, what if it's a simple thing of them not cleaning out like the the hoppers, like the them just not cleaning <laughs> it out? They're like, oh, we're making this great, different, totally different beer. You guys clean it out, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, we got <sighs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really, <laughs> I am a fan of your your uh, fan theories. <laughs> like maybe it's just the same beer in this different <laughs> can. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it could like I don't know, it's just slightly different, or
1: some kind of weird social experiment, like, yeah, we're gonna,, oh, I really like this one,
2: but this one,
3: eh.
2: <laughs> it's the same thing, uh, so this one a little um it's a slight variation on a formula that they've been doing really well, like knocking out of the park with the uh the spud heavy and the moon shoes mm-hmm. uh that i've had the past two episodes um but this takes it a little bit better little a little notch higher so four two five i'm excited about it um i'm happy that it's different enough but it's it is just funny how
1: in similar same, everything is. yeah hmm. maybe um at the end of it because everything's kind of <sighs> weird weird named Maybe mm-hmm. like you you take the first letter of every word and it says, you know, something like there might be a secret message, some kind of anagram. Too.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Pineapple upside down cake. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> all right. <Now> stop <laughs> they're with trying my theories. to tell us
2: something. It's funny because for how similar all these are, Nola's bread and butter and like what they're. Uh, kind of dominating the New Orleans um, craft beer market space right now is sours. They yeah, have, they they have the best sour program in the area. Um, they're one of the only ones doing it consistently and doing it well. And uh, maybe people don't realize. I I certainly don't know too much. I don't know as much as I maybe should about the brewing process for someone who talks about beer on a weekly basis and works around it mm. semi-daily. Um, Fake it till you make it, bub. Yeah, exactly. And that's the little peek behind the curtain. Sours are not brewed the same way that regular beers are. so mm. <laughs> Little FYI. Yeah. Surprised you guys didn't know that.
3: <laughs>
1: let me take it. Take, let me look. You can look a little bit behind the curtain here.
2: Yeah, but I believe that it's like a separate tankard system. Like, you can, when you have something that's treated to make sours, you can only make sours in those tankards. Um, okay. So. Sounds right. Yeah, a lot of people come in and they're just like, "Are you guys gonna make a sour?" And it's like, "No," because we have six lagering tanks and we're not gonna, um, just dedicate one to to sours, which have been popular for a little bit but are very much on trend right now cuz who knows if people are going to be wanting them in a few years.
1: Yeah. It is it's uh it's a it's a weird little market cuz you can you yes. can see that the um well the IPA thing is starting to become a little bit of uh, out of style. Yes. And I just a little while ago we had that big like half of license and like that European style mm-hmm. come through like I, I saw a lot of the breweries around here at least start to get in more into that yeah. um, you know the colches and all that yes. stuff yeah. um, uh so yeah it it's a it's a not a fickle market, I'd say, but more of a uh, trendy market uh, yeah. more which yeah, and
2: yeah. it's funny to me now that I'm working now that I'm bartending at a brewery, how many people come in? and are asking for things, and, like, people are always like, what wheats do you have? Like, and I always mm. just, like, <laughs> I always say it in my head, and I'm like, none, thank God. And I was like, well, we have this German-style lager. It's not really a wheat beer, but you don't care what it tastes like, so no, you, you might don't. like nah. that.
1: And well, uh, <laughs> you know, you could, if, like... No, I. They, they could have a discerning palate. Who knows? No, absolutely. I mean, they probably
2: and they do, and they know what they like. But I, the people that I talk beer with, and maybe it's just the small circles I travel in, are uh, on a consistent basis. You obviously, um, Brennan, uh, who no, he's not been on the show, but we've talked, we've discussed Mister mm-hmm. Brennan before, and he's uh, one of our our dear friends on Untapped and uh, J.K. and We're all hop guys. Yeah. So, it it's like this whole. It's like mm, I really don't like hops. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, was- we only have like one hoppy beer, so
1: never mind. Mm. What can I get you? <laughs> there you go. Everything is starting to come into focus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a. Um, well, I mean, you look at. Uh, I mean, this kind of leads into what I was going to talk about is uh, where I went this weekend. Mm-hmm um for my anniversary and i wasn't even my Congrats. idea but Brooks was like brooke was like hey let's go to troke's for your our anniversary i'm like ah, i saw the pick again again do we have to go um it, that picture Shoot. doesn't even tell like the story of that that tap room and yeah and it's it's huge it's, it's awesome it's amazing um and i mean their big thing is like their biggest seller is the perpetual mm-hmm. Um I was surprised to look and see it. It really only started um for being perpetual. It's only been around since um as a as a s as a standard since 2012. Um and but and they're actually their one of their biggest ones was like a double bock, uh called the Troganator, which is one of the first one of the first ones I've talked talked about on this show. Um and but since then, like they have a hop a certain hop, you know, I think we've talked about before is a um a profile that you can tell it's mm-hmm. a it's a Trove spear. Yeah, it's a thin line. Um, yeah. And and they do a lot I mean, that's their most popular stuff is their hobby stuff. But uh they do experiment a lot. Like they have at any given time they probably have 10 scratch beers that you can pull that you can get off draft. Mm. Which is really neat. And I think they kind of use that as a testing market or testing area for what's popular um and it's a, it's a cool it's a cool place to go on it. Mm-hmm. I, and I love it. But yeah, I mean, if you're going there you're going for the hops. But I don't want to shit on Anybody else's taste is just, just opinion.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: It's just it's funny because it's like oh, there's a whole there's a whole world of beer out there, but I'm just trying to. It's kind of I'm very much like that with a lot of stuff. Like uh, if I go to a pizza place, I'm really I'm mostly interested in like I want to have their pepperoni pizza. I just want, mm-hmm. I, I want to know like this, the standard recipe. I want to know how it compares to all these other pepperoni pizzas I've had. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah gelato. I, I usually, unless there's something really catches my eye, I'm going pistachio. Cause I want to know like, where's the best place I can get gelato. What is gelato to me? Pistachio. Okay.
1: Well, you won't go for like their specialty or whatever their specialty is.
2: If something catches my eye, but I always go in. Um, and the only, I don't even eat fucking gelato
3: a lot. I just
2: used to work next to a gelato right. shop and we went and got it recently. So it's in the forefront of my mind. Um, but yeah, unless something, I go in there planning to, like, oh, I'm going to get gelato. It's pistachio, obviously. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, you have to change my mind. Yeah.
3: Um, See, I. Same thing, I cookie actually, dough
2: ice cream. Yeah. Got to change my mind. It's a weird way to live your life.
1: I guess. Um, I mean, I actually did it tonight. We went out to grab a, a bite to eat. Brooke and Liam took me to this new place. Uh, a recently, uh, a newer, newer restaurant just up the road. And I will. I mean, probably nine times out of ten, unless I know exactly what I want, I will ask the waiter or waitress what they would suggest. Mm. I, I like that. Like, yeah, I mean, because, like, if I, I just hate going in and getting the same thing, and then I'm comparing it to the best one of that thing I've ever had,
0: you yes. know, where
1: they may have a specialty. Like, I remember going into this one joint. I was like, hey, what's your best thing? And it was like their um, – Steak sandwich or something like that. I was like, I've never eaten really a steak sandwich. I'd never Mm -hmm. have any need to want. And when it came out, it was the best sandwich I've ever had. And that was their special, right? Mm, Yes. So, I don't know. It pays off sometimes. Sometimes, like, you can't ask a skinny person, you know, what their favorite in in general.
2: Strongly disagree. And this is why. Fat people, uh, like, let's not. Not to pick on anyone who used to do a podcast with you, um, but you know, fat people don't—they don't care.
3: They'll they knock just
2: whatever shove it down. It into yeah, their mouth. yeah, and I think you're—you're you're trying to angle yourself as a fat guy,
1: which you—you're not. Well, I'm not even <laughs> saying. I'm not even saying that, even though I am. Yeah, but, I,
2: I know where you're going with this. I'm not going to let you no, beat yourself no, you up.
1: You can't trust. You can't trust some people. You got to get an eyeball yeah i mean especially if they're working it they're gonna find they're gonna it's like a a a hog with a truffle they're gonna find that they're gonna root that shit out
2: yeah well it's um and i think part of the reason i do like the pepperoni pizza thing for example i do like your your like what's good here but like from going to a pizza place Mm -hmm. i i just that's how i gauge it but I, I like your route. I think that that's... <laughs> you
1: can walk in, walk to McDonald's, how can I help you? What's good here? I,
2: I will have your pepperoniest pizza, please. Sir, <laughs> where are your pants? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I do... Um, I, I think, and part of it is, like, the beer thing that we've talked about before. For a long time, the bar was... For, for a brewery, the bar was, how good can you make your IPA? And so I think that's just um, something that just across the board I kind of just carry with me. is like, yeah. that, well, this is what I like. This is the measuring stick. Good luck.
1: Yeah. So, Actually, they have a really good uh, bourbon-aged uh, something or other. It was heavy and uh, really good. Actually, my wife really enjoyed it too, and she is not a beer fan. Nice. Yeah,
2: I have a beer that I really want. I'm like toying with. I really want to send it to you, Mm -hmm. um, but it would be. I feel like it would be great uh, for a uh, South Central PA winter, but I'm just nervous it's not going to be around that long. So I'm just kind of like. Yeah. I go into work and I like check the kegs. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> but yeah, Dang. speaking of heavy beers, yes, heavy, heavy.
1: Ah, oh, well, um, that uh, that was good conversation. Yeah, I I I do highly recommend that. Go into a place first time you've been there. Mm-hmm. Say what's good here. You yeah, know. and. One thing I did see a lot of was uh, curly cue mustaches, Mm -hmm. which I'm not a fan of, and I won't ask their opinion.
3: Mm -hmm. Well,
1: on craft beer, maybe I will, but don't don't do that. I know. I I can see the mustache coming out. I hate it. I mean, I
2: yeah, mine's getting getting unruly here, but never. No, I just try and keep it out of my mouth. But you know, once you. What, once you like make this thing, it's like, oh, yeah. I can't respect that. I had that. a um, I an uncle, that. a great uncle,
1: mm-hmm. uh, my grandfather's brother. I feel like those guys a, can have it. <laughs> that, no, and he he pulled it off like he was old school, and he had it like from the time he was like old enough to grow a mustache <laughs> to the time he died, you know, um, and and that was his thing. Um, mm. It was it's such a weird, such a weird thing to do like I just don't know
2: and this is obviously you were referencing I my mustache is getting it's coming in hot Um and I just don't know that point where someone gets to is not going to be good pod but where they're like you know what this
1: yeah like where they Let's just roll start up. like
2: yeah come on that's not what you should be rolling up
1: Mm-mm. Speaking of. Your sleeves and your J's, bro. I had a, well, this is the uh, Bruin view. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Someone gave me a a vape pen the other day. And that thing rocked my world. They're so good. I, I, But it was, like, I've had them before. This Mm -hmm. one, like, stuck with me for, like, four hours. Interesting. And off of one hit, and I was just like. That was uh, interesting for me.
2: Anyways, That's sorry. both awesome and fiscally responsible.
1: It is. It's it like you'd be losing money
2: mm-hmm. not to get it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to get high. I don't want to yeah. lose any money.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: <sighs> nice. Um, Yes. Well, you know, hops are in that family. Hops can be dank.
1: Oh, yes.
2: I did have someone who uh, someone came in and they were I like described something as pretty dank, and uh, they were like, thank you. See, I knew you could describe beer that way. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Notice I didn't say it. Notice I don't use any of the other words you often associate with someone Mm -hmm. who says things are dank.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it's weird to say that in like... (laughs) it it's just it's still kind of surreal to me um how excited i am about having this job and being able to work around beer all the time and being able to just say things like oh yeah i mean it's it's hazy it's dank like it's going to
3: you know leave something this, on
2: your palate it's really good yeah
1: this uh this yeah these hops are going to rape your palate yeah ah see i knew you could
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i bet you didn't know when you <laughs> came in here that you were gonna get your mouth fucked tonight <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways dank beers are good beers yes place uh, of good beers
1: we've been talking about beers you mm-hmm. can you can follow us along on untapped uh, at brewing no yeah yes yeah. yes you don't brewing have to- view pod and then we have to put the at there yeah right
2: nope they got you just Brewing view pod we're there. That's
1: right. Um, yeah, uh and follow along, see what we're drinking. We got a lot of people following along. I was I'm kind of off the uh has been off the who's doing what and who's been doing what uh recently. Well, I'll get back into it when you guys start uh, commenting back to us. How yeah. about that?
2: Oh, That's a little, little incentive throw down.
1: Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Follow along, have some fun. So, um, from the dank to the stank. Mm E movies. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some movies.
2: Yes, let's. So, shall we start with the one I assigned you?
1: Yeah, we should probably do that. Since I feel like we'll have less to say about it. Yep. All right.
3: Le-
2: Le- All right yeah
1: okay. um so you assigned me from 2015 uh, streaming on Netflix right now it's called Turbo Kid and I do believe this is I don't know it's it's a not it's one of those movies on like when you look it up on IMDb it's a non-rated movie mm-hmm. so that sometimes tells me that it is a Netflix property but mm-hmm. I don't think it is I think it's new no. I don't know what it is it's a um,
2: it's a property of Canada yeah Canadian New can Zealand like yeah. That. that, that yes. Powerhouse that was combo. like the name of the. <laughs> the name of the the production house, wasn't it? Yeah. Canada, yes. New Zealand.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, um. So, anyways, Turbo Kid. Um. Man. I'm not. Uh, do you have? Okay. Hmm.
2: I have things I liked about it. I have things I okay. disliked
1: about it. I absolutely, I thought this movie was a waste of my time. Mm. Not that it was your fault, because um, it is. Because you said it right up front. You were like, you know, whatever. Yeah. This is a nod and a wink and a, hey, remember this, remember all this good stuff? Yeah. all these movies? Instead of doing that, just say, hey, go back and watch these movies that were so fun. Because this yeah. movie... Was garbage. It was crap. Like it's it's a waste of time. Like it's a nostalgia piece for stuff that was bad back then. Yes, but it maybe have fond child or child, yeah it's... fond childhood memories of it. Um, it was basically a post-apocalyptic like Mad Max meets There's... like um some uh, BMX movie yeah like <laughs> thing like oh like rad you know yeah, something that's... like that or um. <laughs> It's, it's kind of
2: what I liked about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, and whatever. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'm like yeah. It, mm-hmm. This movie wasn't for me, so I'm going yeah. don't want to sit on it too much because if you like some stuff in it, I'd like to hear what what you uh, you liked.
2: Um, I I found it to be more than good. I found it to be fun. I definitely think that it was kind of maybe not half baked, but the people executing it didn't have all. Maybe not all the tools, because it looked pretty good. Um, as far as like, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't look cobbled together. Um, from a production standpoint, just more from like a skill standpoint. Like they, they just didn't have all the technical know-how. I, I, I um, think they
1: actually spent a good bit of money to make it look.
2: Taglines. Mad Max on a BMX. <laughs> yeah. Um where are the I can't find it's uh sorry, I'm looking for the budget. Can't find it. Anyways. Um I'm sure they did. I'm sure they they put a little bit of money into it. Uh the the acting wasn't very good, definitely. Um but it just to me, it kind of had that uh, childlike wonder to it, to to its um, as a plus and a minus, like definitely to its detriment. It just seemed like kind of like, oh, all these ideas we had as kids, let's just put them together and, and figure it out from there. Like, uh, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't this be cool? What if she's a robot? Um, but. I don't know. I just found it to be quirky and um like I guess I found it to be endearing in a quirky way. Uh it was um I I just found it to be fun. Yeah. Um the things I didn't like like I felt like the uh maybe they were going for like an almost like Evil Dead 2 like over the top
1: gore. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, you think you think they were going for that? Uh,
2: yeah, like a touch, a dash. Yeah. Um, and I it mean, just, with the that hands didn't. Yeah, and, yeah like yeah. the if they had toned down the like, because it just didn't play well, and maybe to maybe to the Canadian New Zealanders that's huge, um, but I think that that uh the like gore effects were definitely. The sum was much less than its parts because I think they they pulled that from some movies that they really liked that probably played a lot better. I don't even really what, like Evil like Dead you that alive. much. Like, yeah, that, yes,
1: yeah. Like that was shoestring budget. Budget they wanted to make. Like he had an idea. Like, and it was never done before. Like, well, maybe I mean Evil Dead did it too. You know. Yeah, but I but,
2: mean, they're muttered in the same breath for a reason. Yeah, And there's a bunch of other Evil Dead knockoffs and Dead Alive knockoffs. So Um, I I think that uh, that was just inconsistent. Like they would have these like wild moments and then they'd try and rein it in or tone it down or like focus more on plot. So it's just really unbalanced. Uh, But all in all, I just for I. I sat down and watched this in the after like I worked all morning. I sat down in the afternoon and had a beer and just hung out and watched this and maybe it's not the best endorsement, but I could sit down and turn my brain off and maybe it's because it is just familiar enough that it's easy to just kind of um let it do its thing and I did enjoy it. I uh, you know, I give it a six, so it's not like I'm, I'm not gushing about it. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, yeah, I also no, once it was I, over, I I was definitely, I was like, eh, it's probably too late to, to tell him. But I I figured you wouldn't really care for it. Um,
1: well, it, and you make a, you do make a good, lot of good points, and I I, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm not saying like you have the wrong appearance. Oh no, I don't I, feel that I, way. I, I like. I don't get offended by anything, and I'm, I'm not, not offended by this movie one bit. Other than the fact that I got pissed off that they spent so much time making a bad movie, <laughs> and I know nostalgia points have something to do with it, the member berries and stuff we talked about before. Sure. But they they purposely made a bad movie. They made bad mm-hmm. bad special effects, bad acting, bad plots, bad all this stuff. You know, just random mm-hmm. shit thrown together. And yes, that was that was a a period of time in the '80s where we can all agree that movie making was shit, was <laughs> bad. It was the worst time, you know. It was, um, it was, it was like we had some good stuff come out, for, but the majority of stuff that came out was bad stuff, bad slasher movies, bad mm-hmm. action movies, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and they are like pining for this time. Yeah. That that was okay. Maybe we did have some a couple good things that came out, and we did have some good stuff that come out of there. Sure, but like intentionally making it a bad movie and taking and like this play this thing on a platform where someone has a script and has something that actually has something to say, and like there there had to have been some kind of budget on this, and they're taking away from people that could have made something else. And I was pissed off about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Not not like mad mad
3: mm-hmm. but
1: like just be like, come on, you like obviously these people whoever's doing this has some talent and they spent a ton of time doing all the mm-hmm. you know, all the the gags and stuff and I just
2: But I mean it's kinda of one of those things where it's it's murky waters to navigate because it is what you're describing could also be like, like someone Austin could say Powers. the exact same thing about Zombeavers as the one I was thinking well, uh, of.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we both um, I,
2: I like that way more than I like this. And I I think it's safe to say the same for you. But I, it's just one of those things where it's like it seems like it's tough. I know um, Navs, Matt, would <laughs> want would want nothing to do with either of these movies. So it's just right. one of those things where it's like
1: And it's time to recall. Maybe it just hit me at the wrong wrong time or yeah. whatever. it's just I just
2: maybe it hit me at the right one. Like I like maybe. I said, just and, sit and drinking saying, a beer.
1: Like what you're saying is wrong or bad or mm-hmm. you know uh I just I found like I couldn't find any redeeming things from it because like I don't pine for those days. hmm I don't. I, I'm I'm good with where we are with movie making because it is fucking great. Yeah. And, um, you know, just in the last, you know, this well, since we started doing this podcast, we've seen a bunch of really great, yeah. great movies mm-hmm. that, you know, I bet you the amount of good movies we've, you know, movies we've given over like a nine or a ten or eight, yeah. nine or ten, I bet you between the two of us, we probably gave that many in the whole decade of the eighties. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, <sighs> Maybe not. I mean a, I'm just...
2: well, one of the things about maybe eighties movie making is it's kind of a weird time special effects wise where ideas are reaching past capabilities. Yeah. And we start to they start Or maybe
1: they think this is like the we've all oh, we've reached the pinnacle at yeah. this, and now we look back on it and it's just like,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think things start to like catch up and, and balance out with like Jurassic park um and like obviously seventies filmmaking like sure there's a bunch of there's a bunch of shit in in every decade, but the things that endure um you know your jaws your godfathers uh, like stuff like that, if you look at um that's that's there's some spectacle to that but that's mostly just great narrative and great storytelling and great characterization and i think the 80s was a very um decadent time as far as like visual splendor and that just doesn't age well
1: all right so one of the things that i've i i heard uh anderson and brian talking about here probably in the last like three or four weeks and Mm -hmm. it just it's, it is just kind of coincides with what we're talking about about the 80s movies mm-hmm. is um in 1980 uh, michael chamino did heaven's gate right which is a from all points of view ended the auteur director mm-hmm. thing in hollywood because it was a it's i'm looking at it's 5 hours and 25 minutes long he spent <laughs> He pretty much um he pretty much bankrupt united Artists, oh the uh, production company <laughs> um he you know because up to that point we had you know um you know Godfather and we had um you know all these epic uh big movies you know whether it's um
2: <clears throat> reds i mean there's just, movies that are very long out there that are very well,
1: yes, just like these huge you know auteur mm-hmm. movie making and that's what we got you know from you know the <clears throat> you know from the 50s and 60s we got the you know the uh the big studios and then we got the auteurs and mm-hmm. then then it what it did it, it bankrupt the whole thing and then then we get the electric boogaloo <laughs> portion yeah. you know yeah. because they're the, like uh... we can't let the, like we can't let some crazy man you know bankrupt our studio so let's
2: let a couple crazy men make our make our money for us the uh what was it canon films
1: yeah yeah Yeah. the canon films so (laughs) yes and and that's where we get you know some of the schlocky stuff right and um but it's an interesting. i think there's a a documentary on the making of heaven's gate i wonder if we can find that somewhere i think it's on youtube somewhere but anyways um but like i guess they do like you know, filmmaking goes through cycles. It goes through, yes. yeah, You know, all these things we've we've talked about before, and um, but like, I guess going back to this, you know, it may be it. I could see it having an audience. Yeah,
2: I mean, I just, I, I'm, it, it definitely it has to because that's how I found it. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm I, after watching it, I'm surprised that it's because it was like. Unknown Gems are like the best movies no one's talking about on Netflix. And it's like, I'm not willing to make that proclamation. I liked it, but I'm not even nowhere near ready to make that proclamation.
1: I I, I thought I was like crazy whenever I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score for this. It's 89% with critics. Really? 89.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, see, I, 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 I... okay, maybe, maybe it is us. I don't know. I mean, I, and
1: 77% with the audience. So, I mean, it's uh universally, like it can be actually said it's pretty much a universally like movie <laughs> and uh, just not for me. Yeah. So,
2: Hey, I can appreciate that. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it, but it definitely is like, I, I think it's situational. It's, um, it's not a movie that I'm really recommending anyone go out and watch, uh, but for for what it's worth, I I did enjoy it. Um, and I rated it the same. I rated the Disaster Artist as far as on the scale of how much I enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. uh, mildly, I rated it. I guess
1: it. I I just wanted to make sure it came up on my list of stuff I watched. So,
2: so you made sure to rate it. I rated it. There you go. Um, I was bad at this movie. Final Cut, The Making and Unmaking of Heaven's Gate from 2004. It's an inside look at the hectic production of Heaven's Gate, the media circus that turned it into a synonym for movie flop, and how it added to the tectonic change that occurred in Hollywood film studios after it infamously flopped. Oh, it's based on a book I think I might
1: try to watch it. What's the title again?
2: Uh, Final Cut, The Making and Unmaking of Heaven's Gate. And uh, that's per IMDb. But, um, oh, here we go. Is it on YouTube? I've got it on YouTube right now. Cool. Let's um, watch it. Yes. All right. All right, Riff Tracks. We're doing it. I am going to uh, text it to you. Okay. And you assign me a movie. Mm-hmm from oh, I did um, yeah. yes <laughs> from a year this year the beginning of this year like february
1: maybe uh i think it was it was wasn't too. i think it was march march i think it's i think i it was the same time that like right around when well oh, okay, uh, I, uh, I think it's somewhere around there i remember going to the theater though to see it
2: yeah spring april 6th it says which seems like yesterday but okay Sure. Uh, A Quiet Place hit theaters this uh, recent, this past spring, and uh, it's the story of a family uh, forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing in a post-apocalyptic world. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. John Krasinski directed it. Mm -hmm. He does a wonderful job. Um, He directed movies he directed just one prior to this uh called the hollers um which i think was a dramedy that family dramedy that was pretty irrelevant uh no, no offense to him, because uh, I do think he did a really good job with this movie. Uh, it also stars him and Emily Blunt uh, in kind of a stretch of a role, plays his wife.
1: Yeah, it's weird, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, who who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> so yes, um, him and Emily Blunt. I'm sorry, the page is loading. Uh, so professional, it's it's unbelievable. Uh but it's also starring uh Millicent Simmons, who uh plays their deaf daughter, and Noah Jupe, who plays their son. I mm-hmm. mean, are are we gonna spoil this at all?
1: Um you know what, maybe we could hit it right at the end. Well fuck, I don't know how
2: to I don't know I don't feel like there's a lot of spoilers for this movie.
1: Well, I, this this movie no because it, I mean the cold open yeah,
2: it it lays put, it like, out for you in the first ten minutes,
1: and like it's a, <laughs> it has a lot of balls, right? <sighs> that cold open. Um, it was really good. Uh, it definitely. But like, it's not. It's not going to be. It wasn't. Like, I can imagine some studio exec thinking, "We we can't do that. We can't do that."
2: Oh, I, I'm sure someone. Yeah, I'm sure that there's someone who uh, would pass on it. Absolutely,
1: for sure. Uh, so, all right. Well, you know what? If um. Oh, you know what? I mean, this if, is going to be kind of. We're going to spoil. It's not going to be the last thing we talk about tonight, it, but no, it's not. Let's let's do it now because yeah. if if you, if you trust your judgment, stop it now. Go watch mm-hmm. it. If if you don't, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, because I, I want to talk about this movie. I want. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about
2: it. I don't think there's really much to spoil, in all honesty. Um, because, like I said, the movie does lay it out. Uh, so we open in a. Um, abandoned drugstore, and it, right away, A BMX. Yeah, right away. There's a man in an iron skull, um, riding a bike. a saw blade for a hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, the the open is uh. The it's this this family of five. They're searching for medical supplies. Uh, they're all moving very delicately. Uh, it, it's clearly that this place has been abandoned for a while. Um, they're they're the first people to be in there in a long time, definitely. And, um, just the, the, they're so obviously moving with caution that I think it does a great job of creating an immediate, uh, sense of urgency. Uh, then the, uh, the youngest boy finds a toy that he wants and they telegraph that that toy is going to be relevant. Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, it,
1: uh, <laughs> and then they waste the bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they killed, they killed a cute kid like, yeah. within, you know, 15 minutes of the start. And, uh, I mean it's brutal and I, like as far as pacing goes, this movie paces. Uh, I think that's what I loved about this movie the best—the way that it paced. It just—that
2: is far and away the best thing this has going for it. Um, they they just have such a good understanding of how much is enough. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely storytelling. Of course, um, but you they you could pad this movie. Into like an hour and fifty minute movie, and and uh, it just they never succumb to that. Yeah. Uh. But. Um. From there, we flash. So it's like day. I think it opens on like day eighty seven, and then we flash forward to day four seventy
1: something. Um. Missed opportunity. Maybe they should. They should have gotten some condoms. Yeah, so that's
2: one of the biggest problems I have with this movie. Oh, is, come on. No, it's it's ridiculous. Come on. Absolutely no, it's I it's perfect. absolutely stupid. No.
1: S- so Wait, dumb. People can't get pregnant in a post apocalyptic world.
2: You you're being I thought it was so ca- you are being so cautious with everything. And the way that it's set out, so it's what, four hundred and seventy some days into the like fall of civilization. So that means that like 180 days into it, you like have yeah. sex.
1: That's a ye- That's half a year. I'm that, all that's for six having
2: months. sex. All right. Hold on. This is going to be great for my Google search. Not that I care. Condom shelf life. Five years. Mm-hmm. They require no special storage conditions. Proper storage. maybe.
1: And maple. they're great. 99% of the time. Yeah. But if you got a wife like Emily Blunt.
2: <laughs> I feel like you're just giving it a pass there, which is fine. No. Okay. But you can, can you.
1: Okay. It, Obviously,
2: it, it, it's essential to the plot, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't
1: take me out of it. There's like, come on. But you could see her like maybe getting pregnant. Perhaps. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Yes.:
2: Yeah, it's not outside, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I just feel like it's outside the realm of plausibility. but then you don't have a movie. I, so. I
1: I can't like there's no way like if you have nothing to do except for grow crops and go to bed really early and be quiet. <laughs> Yeah, Half no, I get it. That's that's why is, people had like
2: 10 kids when all they had to do exactly was grow up. Exactly. That's
1: why it's so believable. Like back then, we need more kids, but like <laughs> it's so ominous like we're going to have a kid and what do kids do? Dude. They make a shit ton of yes. noise. Yes. Yes. And I, I it, and I see yes, definitely plot device, but I thought it was like as soon as you see her belly, it's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a problem." Yeah
2: um <clears throat> sorry, I'm fiddling with poker chips. Uh no, Are those I, ones I, you haven't given your your guy yet. No, they're they're not for Dave. Huh. <laughs> um yeah, well, either way, like 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 we're discussing, the the movie doesn't doesn't really It doesn't hinge happen. on that, but it it It, it, well, does, it doesn't it's, really It's
1: a big plot point.
2: Yes, the the story gets a lot smaller without it. Yeah. Um but uh, what what I think it did really well um was it did such a good job without um beating you over the head with it. There's a couple times where there's a little bit of on the nose dialogue, but it's never like Nolan level, like let me just throw a bunch of exposition at you. Well, yeah, um, there
1: there was a lot of like this it, is what they do. This like um, it does such the, a good the, job
2: of handling guilt. Yes, guilt. Um. After trauma. Yeah. Um. I I think you're looking at there's four main characters. I think you're looking at three, who blame themselves for, the. The cold open the incident in the cold open which I, I guess we spoiled it I don't know why I'm dancing around it yeah um and it's just such a good they do such a good job like through um minimal dialogue really I mean the one of one of the big problems I had with this movie was if I wanted to read I'd get a book. um no through minimal dialogue um i love that for the most part they committed to sign language yeah um i think that's just such a a uh a nice touch and again if we're talking about things that kind of buck the trend i could imagine that that's something that makes the studio nervous yeah like "Eh, killing off a kid okay but can we have someone talk
3: yeah
1: let's get (laughs) get these uh these mimes out of here but what well, it kind of makes sense too, because like if if you had to be silent and you had to talk, you had to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like this would be a reason why one of the this group would yes. be and alive, right? Yeah.
2: So one of the daughters is deaf, and I think that that's one of the things that is just so. Um, that's one of the things that they do such a good job with, where it's like, okay, these creatures are just, you know, picking people off left and right. How is a family of five, not only surviving but th- considering the circumstances, thriving? So Oh, well, they all know sign language, so yeah. that's a great place to start, um, and I think that that does a good job of <laughs> upping uh, the, um, I guess they don't need to up the believability or whatever, but it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, this makes sense. It's not, you, you don't have to, there's not these like logical backflips you have to do to make this movie work necessarily. Right. And um,
1: there are some glaring things like, oh, of course, this is how it had to Mm -hmm. happen and yeah you could do that but like over like the overall tone and pacing is what i really loved about Mm -hmm. it because i think it was it was done with a deft hand as far as the script and stuff and what and i didn't talk about this when i did talk about this movie when i first saw it i never i didn't really say like this was originally supposed to be a cloverfield sequel was it you know what it really
2: reminds me of and i really think that they should write um naughty dog a, a thank you is it reminds me a lot of The Last of Us, which was a PlayStation oh, yeah, video yeah, game.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's a really, like, uh, cerebral-type mm-hmm. uh, um
2: Even the, I mean, cr- you know, creatures that move based on noise, they had the clickers, and yeah. 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 I, I think that this is definitely a spiritual successor. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I didn't even yeah. put that two and two together. But, yeah, as soon as you made noise, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh that that move, that game was a little bit too, uh, a little too slow paced for me. Like, I need more yeah. I was not an hour and a half. <laughs> no, no, this isn't like hey, get on and just go. You know, mm-hmm. little, uh, uh, it's not like Fortnite. Yeah, you know. you're not plug and play. <laughs> no, uh, so but um, yeah, there's definitely like you know him having the the whiteboard with this is what we can't, this is what we know. This is what mm-hmm. we don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the kids up in the, the, the silo and, you know, getting out of it in the nick of time, her, her avoiding things just by, uh, her cochlear implant and stuff that yeah. kind of, um, ran, You know, a lot of, a lot of coincidence and all that stuff. And, um, definitely you could pick this movie apart, but I think yeah. overall, for, especially, especially for like a really, a novice director,
2: yeah, and maybe absolutely. he had a lot of
1: help. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe because he's, he's in, a big name. Yeah, like a big name actor who has a lot of backing. You know, especially with you know, especially with Amazon right now. You know, with a Jack Ryan series yeah. he's got going on. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it was
2: first time he, horror it, director.
1: Yeah, um, and and I really like I, I I'd love Emily Blunt. Because of, like, Sicario and just her, you know, she wears all her emotions on her face. You know, she can emote yeah. without saying a word and yeah. literally does the same thing in this <laughs> movie, you know. Um, her very survival that, that depends on scene it. was pretty intense, I thought.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of the scenes I really didn't... You didn't get it. No, or you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: not that you didn't get it. I'm no, sorry no, I, I, I know it what you meant.
2: It, it didn't get me. Like, it didn't... I was... The whole time I'm just, and it's actually the same thing with, there were the couple things that I felt were like glaring to me and honestly took me out of the movie were, um, the, the tub scene, the nail that mysteriously is just propped up on the stairs. I mean, maybe, you know, better as a carpenter, how that happens, but like all Uh of a sudden this nail that they walk down these up and down these stairs every day, so much so that the, like the stain is worn off them where they step. And then all of a sudden, there's like an inch and a half nail poking out. It's like there's—I don't know. There's some things that were just so like. Yeah, you. Can, they can, should have just had can, like, like plot written on them.
1: You can, you can. But did you feel it like going into your foot as she walked down the steps? Because I did.
2: Mm, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be another one of those movies where it's like I like this movie, but I. Well, I'll tell you. Full, can, the full uh, verdict on this movie for me is like, yeah, I liked it. Never need hmm. to see it again. Um, that doesn't mean that there's there's some really great shots. Uh, the sound design is incredible. Yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, was I entertained? Almost entire, almost the entire time. Yeah. To have my gripes with it? Yeah. yeah. Did, but it did not sink its hooks in me the way that I think it seemed to have gotten you and, and some other people whose opinions I also value, like, really enjoyed this movie. And um, I don't think that necessarily swayed me the other way. I know we talk about being obnoxious contrarians a lot, mm-hmm. um, but OT and I were kind of on the same page, which is... I sometimes kind of choose that to use that to gauge. No, it's a good gauge. She has no, she's not having the same conversations I'm having with you or or other people at work. So she's just kind of, she's just was like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, The acting was good. Like there's not a lot of like glaring. There's some things that just bothered me, but there's nothing really glaringly wrong with it to make me say like, Oh, this is not a good movie. Definitely. I would say I'm saying I recommend it, but I'm also saying like, I saw it once, it's over Yeah. for me. Yeah.
1: I get it. Um, I and like, and I'm not take this away. I'm, I'm, I'm. Please, I if you want to gush
2: over it, please do. No, I'm, no, I'm here there, for there
1: it. There is enough here to nitpick as far mm-hmm. as like the plot points and stuff, like with the nail or with, you know, uh, with whatever with the
2: quickest labor of all time. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well. After three kid or four, uh, this would be the fourth kid. Yeah. Sometimes they just fly out, <laughs> and especially hey, in a stressful situations.
2: Preaching to the choir. I think we've all been there, as mothers of um, four.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, and you can't you can nitpick it, mm-hmm. and 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 if if enough of that, like the sum of that, gets to the point where you're like, it's it's starting to take me out. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. But it's an hour hour and a half it was it was good writing mm-hmm. it was good acting like i was in gross the whole time I, I i i thought the creatures themselves like it was right out of like the alien or what's his name giger yeah hr guy they Definitely. were right out of that yeah kind of uh school um the, it was a uh, you know i appreciate it's them a, it's it was a new t- it, it, it uh, um it was that new that modern that 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 art house post apocalyptic movie, right? Mm-hmm. That we've talked about a couple times with like the forest. Yeah, the similar
2: no, backdrop. Um, yep Z for um, Zachariah. Z for Zachariah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: uh, that new, you know, let's make post apocalyptic not so zombieific, or you know mm-hmm. what, you know, not so, uh, you know, uh, uh, lot lot less leather and bullets. Yes. Yeah, and more uh, pathos and. Uh, yeah, crying or whatever. I don't know. Well, honestly,
2: um, like I said, like I I think that this is a great like the way that they handle these care the way that they portray these characters as handling guilt, mm-hmm. and yeah. like that is that is something that they carry with them from minute ten to minute like one twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and and it's it weighs you it weighs on everybody. And it, um, it, it handled it incredibly well for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, when I talked, when I saw the movie, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't talk about it a whole lot because I wanted to bounce it off you. Yeah. Uh, but talking to you is making, getting my juices up to watch it again because I I gave it a nine. I I love this movie Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think I saw it with one other person in the theater, yeah. and I was like scritching, you know, moving around my chair. As soon as she stepped on the nail, it's like fuck. Like I've stepped on nails before. Uh, yeah, like I, I, I imagine probably I a lot. What that feels like, yes, more
2: um, more than the average, I would say. And, um, I would guess. I guess. Yeah, well,
1: uh, <laughs> I don't and I know. and because I love her so much, mm-hmm. uh, her, her as an actor, uh, because I. I mean, she always, she never disappoints. She never does. Um, and I, and I, and I'm not a big, I'm not an office fan at I've sold probably three episodes of The Office. and But he, he won me over not only with his acting. I mean, he was a little stiff at times, but because he, I don't think he's like the big Hollywood actor she is. Yeah. Uh, but as far as directing, I mean,
2: fuck. No, man. he did a great like, job. You
1: can't, and, and coming in, in a minute or an hour and a half, and like that's how you make a movie. That's how yeah. you, it's succinct, but yes. um, and the and the girl was great. <clears throat> yeah, she was, uh, and she actually has a hearing impairment, mm-hmm. which is is got to kind of
2: dock her for that. Not yeah. good acting.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if or, she was Or fighting? she's a
2: method actor. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She just punched out her eardrums just to do the troll.
2: Um, I really am deaf. Mm. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm not here to take away from this movie necessarily. I, um, I just, my enjoyment factor is just very average for me. And I got to tell you, I, I think we're going to disagree on this one, but I got to tell you one of the big takeaways from me that might factor into me not thinking all that uh, as highly as maybe other people do, that final shot sucked. Oh, no, no, because no, you love because Ellen Ripley. That's, no, that's where that's no, no, it's that. unearned, though, because they because they killed because they they survived one attack with um with feedback. All of a sudden, you're you're laying waste to things. I'm sorry. That felt incredibly unearned to me.
1: No, that's yeah. what you do when you got a kid that's scared and doesn't what to do. You got to be a strong mom. No, if you have a cat yeah. with you get in a, an, get an escape pod, her, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> come on no
2: come no, on! no no one of the, one of uh yeah i mean look there's no question that emily blunt is a badass um sicario uh i can never remember one of its three titles i always want to call it all you need is kill but it's uh, uh death, edge of tomorrow uh, live, die repeat. live die repeat die another day Hmm. Whatever the Madonna song was. No, um, no question about that. But that just, yeah. <laughs> Moonraker. Uh, <laughs> we're just doing free word association. Yeah. It's 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 good oh, podcasting. Oh, just trust unrelated. us. Just yeah. trust us. It's good. Uh, you like it. Um, yeah, no, felt entirely unearned to
1: me. Oh, come on. Because they, like, at finally at last, they can make some noise and we can crunch a shotgun. mm Mm-hmm. You know we could, yeah, because they found they found the uh, they found it they found the key.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, damn, nailed it. Um, Devin, Master Z, oh, yeah. Mr. Z, Doctor Dre. Uh, he 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 emailed us. I'm I'm all about the free word association. This has been the the mm-hmm. free word association minute. Brought to you by Boudreaux's Butt Paste. It mm-hmm. just takes a minute. Uh anyways. <laughs> um I guess there's don't need to read his his entire thing. Um he was kind of on <laughs> and, uh lands on the same page with the both of us on a lot of things, it seems like. Yeah. Um overall, really liked it. He's he thanked you for the recommendation. Um and uh I but I did like his uh <laughs> It's like, maybe it's just me being anti-kid, but I thought they were going to kill that baby. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Hey,
1: anybody got a code hanger? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? On. What's sign language for code <laughs> hanger? <laughs>
2: uh, ooh. Um, I, <laughs> I did, like, I was wondering what they were going to do, but at no point was I like, oh, they're going to kill this kid. <laughs> <laughs> But I I appreciate that aspect of it when we're talking about that. So they know that the kid is coming. They're doing a lot of sound proofing. They make this little coffin casket, casket slash, I don't know, trip chamber for the baby. (laughs) Gets straight dose of oxygen and start feeling the walls, you know, (laughs) Uh, who says you can't have a little fun. Um, For the most part, I, I did like this movie. But I just, I guess I didn't see the appeal that other people, a lot of people saw, honestly. Um, 82 Metascore, 7.8 user review. And and I'm really not far off from that. I give it a 7. It's not like I I don't want to shit on it. I just don't. I don't know. I know we saw the same movie, but it just did not evoke the same emotions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. You just uh you don't you don't have kids so you wouldn't understand mm-hmm. first of all.
2: No, I know. As a as a uh man, I'll never understand what it's like to uh go through labor in a tub 500 days after the world ended. It's just my cross to bear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess what you're trying to say is I'm the victim and I agree.
3: <laughs> <coughs> yes. No, um,
2: I honestly, uh, I would really like it if uh, John Krasinski started to maybe do more horror. I think that he, especially as a first time director, um, I think horror movies are such a good medium for conveying stuff like guilt, loss, fear, obviously. Right. and I think when you can do it really well like that, especially out of the gate. Well, I mean we
1: get back to back years of get out and and this with first time directors, mm-hmm. you know, doing good stuff. And if the you know, if the studios are gonna get behind them, if they got good stories to tell. That's that's the thing. You gotta have well, a good story.
2: Yes, I, I agree, but it definitely helps that both um were monetary successes. Like I think that that uh, sends a message that, and you know what's my one of my things that I hang my hat on is trust your audience.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, there's a movie out. Probably it might not be out now, but I've heard uh, good things about Hereditary.
2: Yes, I um, have heard the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one movie I i um i um, probably not going to get to the theater to see, but I, yeah. I, I wish I could.
2: So, oh, and there's...
1: Mm, sorry, go ahead. No, just that's another horror. Yeah. You know, we're sitting right there, and I've, I've heard it, it... Not that it changes the game, but it makes you look at horror a little bit differently.
2: Yeah. So, Which is good, because, I mean, I think it's a often um, kind of the... It's not treated with the same gravitas. No. Uh, and it is because, you know, obviously there's a bunch of exploitation movies where it's like, let's see how many uh, boobs. boobs and chainsaws we can fit into an hour and 30 minute runtime.
1: Yeah. Like in uh, Turbo Kid. Yeah. Uh, no Only bo- the no boobs.
2: Yeah, that's why that's really why I gave it a six. That's
1: right. No, <laughs> otherwise you would give it an eight and put yes. turn it sideways and put two dots in the middle. Yes,
2: <laughs> I would give it a parentheses period, closed parentheses, open parentheses period, closed parentheses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would give it an eight zero zero eight five. <laughs> <laughs> Wish that was the joke I led with, so I didn't have to like work my way through <laughs> to but, get yeah. to that one. Oh, <laughs> it'll all be fixed in post, people. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Hereditary. So, um, someone who told me Hereditary was really good. They also were not um, smitten with a Quiet Place, but they said uh, that it reminded them of Signs a lot. Mm. Damn, Night Shyamalan movie.
1: I mean, I could see it. I mean, similarities. <laughs> I mean, I like Signs a lot.
2: I do too, um, but. I don't see it. Like I get, I I get you could kind of draw. I get you could draw a through line, but the the implication that uh, Quiet Place is derivative of Signs is.
1: Sign was more (laughs) about the mystery of the the aliens and stuff. Mm -hmm. This had a little bit of that, but it was more on the family dynamic and the you know the like you said the guilt that everyone was kind of working themselves through. Like, you know, we have enough trouble with guilt and feeling like uh, dealing with family in a world where we still have pretty good Wi-Fi access and we Mm -hmm. can, you know, we're still going to work the next day and all that stuff. But in a place where you have to, your only uh, human contact are the people in your family. Mm -hmm. Like I, like, I, I mean, think about this for a second. If you had to, spend all of your time with your significant other or mm-hmm. your family right all your time because mm-hmm. you don't do that right now you spend most of the time with people you work with mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, it's it, like what would that you know what would that turn into yeah you know, you know the the survival part of it and it's mm-hmm. i don't know It 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 it, it was a really is a good thinking piece for me and um uh, and just uh you know, the directing and acting and the storytelling mm-hmm. was made me really love this movie. So awesome. I hope uh I hope everyone gets to see it and yeah. make their own decision and let us know what you think.
2: Yeah, hopefully um I do, yeah, hope that it's available soon for streaming. I mean like I said, I'd like to see Krasinski direct more, so the, yeah. The more eyes on it the better. Um But yeah, all I, eyes I, on just,
1: Z. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, time out. I got a P. pee. All right. B R B. And BBB. B All, right. All right. All right. Well, okay. So I did see. I did see two more movies this week. I watched. I watched two more movies. Nice. Um, I watched uh, Incredibles two. Went to the movies with my my wife, my son uh, Ryan, his mm-hmm. wife, like whole family. Nice. On on uh, July fourth we went. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna say it's. I really enjoyed it. You know, the sequels never as good as the first. I think we both love Incred- the first Incredibles. Yes, a ton. Maybe the best superhero movie. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Oh yeah, I I think that that needs to be more consistently in the conversation. I don't think it's taken yeah. seriously enough.
1: Well, it's forgotten because they never came out with the second one, and <laughs> yeah, you know, and they didn't like, roll out they, the franchise. Yeah, and like we're used to that happening. Mm -hmm. uh, But this one is a worthy successor. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Um, You're either going to like it or not. It's not worth going into the plots or any of that stuff. Um, It's the same cast and all that stuff, and they get into trouble and just good stuff. But what I really wanted to get into was the... Uh, the user reviews um, or the uh, the reviews <laughs> on IMDb um, oh, um, because I was I was sitting in in the car my wife drove and I was sitting in the passenger seat and we were going back because we were going to be cooking out all day we had a great day of grilling out I made some great ribs that day was nice so far, fucking nice um, but we were going back cooking up but and, did you
2: start at 5 a.m. <laughs>
1: Um, but so I started looking at some of these reviews and I'm looking at, and I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, this is how this movie is going to receive, but it's pretty much based on the, um, the climate we are, we're in right now where nothing, there's no consistency, right? There's not a consistent anything, you know, you're either on one side or the other. It's everything's political, right? So... (laughs) The one review by corpse corpse man. Uh, corpse under slash man. Another movie ruined by radical feminism. Wow! Uh, oh
2: my God! I told you this was going to happen.
1: <laughs> First of all, this movie is nothing but a giant piece of propaganda. Uh-huh. I was a huge fan of the original Incredibles. Yeah, and it's quite sad to see this new film reduced to nothing more than. A means to push radical neo feminist ideologies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I came across so many reviews like like that. And mm-hmm. yes, Elastigirl is has a bigger role, and Mister Incredible he has to stay at home with the kids, mm-hmm. and that's about it.
2: And I told you this has been happening for a long time. Mr. Mom was the first movie that came to mind. That's it's right. It's not some sort of We started of, it then.
1: Yeah, and it hasn't stopped. Thanks a lot, Michael Keaton.
2: Yeah. It's just damn it, Batman. We trusted you.
1: <laughs> I
2: like I I yeah,
1: I like it's it's such a st- <laughs> Why do you plant your flag? And and this is going to be your cause. This yeah. is the hill that I'm going to die on. You, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You it's, are projecting your insecurities
1: on this movie. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel.
2: Because in the first one,
1: mm-hmm. Mr. Credible, he went out and he did all this stuff while she had to stay at home. And Hell then, yeah, brother. She, yeah. <laughs> and and then she had to come out and, you know, save his ass at the end. But that was a good, that you know. That was good. that's just being you know, a doting she, wife yeah she can she can do the dishes in the dark yeah Um uh, that old joke it's just it just blew my mind when i read that i was just like really this is where we're at right now With mm-hmm. yeah but um and so yeah i would if you don't i mean you're gonna be able to see it mm-hmm. and i'm speaking kind of to you but to the collective you yeah that my voice is going out to right now um it's worth it. It's, uh, it's, uh, Brad Bird does the same. He's a, he's a director. He was a director back then. Yeah. Um, and he, it, it feels the same. It's, it's got all the same laughs. Um, Jack, Jack is, it has a, a, a lot more, uh, presence in this one. You've probably seen from the, the, the trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a pretty good Pixar, you know, Incredibles movie. It's, it's, I've, been waiting for it for a while yeah Uh the other movie I watched I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time about it but I just wanted to gush a little bit on uh, I I watched Hell or High Water <gasps> last night nice and um, cause the the fam was doing something oh they went up to Hershey Park mm-hmm. which I know that's a big joke in and around the world there is actually a Hershey Park where you can, it's the sweetest place on earth yeah uh-huh. and uh but I was home alone with a dog I see no suddenly... issue <laughs> Um and I watched Hello High Water and it is a I mean it really is a a terrific movie. And um I don't I can honestly say like the, the the last the third act is is a little lacking a little lacking uh because it does set up itself and um the Ben what's it Ben Foster character mm-hmm. just he plays to his uh the stereotype. But oh, yeah. the first the first two acts of this movie are so beautifully shot and mm-hmm. so uh just slowly played. It's like a it's like a um you're playing uh, Texas Hold'em and you know you have the winning hand, you've got the nuts at the beginning mm-hmm. and you play it the whole way to the end and just reel all the other players. No one folds, and you just reel them all in and take them all, the, all their money, and that's the way this movie plays. Um, it is a, just a uh, just a beautifully made movie. Absolutely. Um, um, I, I can't say much more. I mean, I know pretty much everyone that's listening right now has seen Hell or High Water. If you haven't, uh, go watch it. And if you have, go watch it again because it's – I'm worth it. There's a lot of movies out there that you're probably watching and you're like, why am I watching this? Mm. Just go watch Hell or High Water. So it's, good. Yeah. it's unbelievable.
2: Um, yeah, I do think that uh, Ben Foster's ending was kind of uh, I mean, they, they did foreshadow it a little bit, but it was pretty bombastic even for his character yeah I mean, um, but it the, just the, it finishes the, so well with that conversation on the porch mm mm-hmm. and it just like i, I don't know yeah it's so i I was good. trying
1: to put myself in the shoes of watching it without knowing the ending and all everything was happening mm-hmm. and the angst and the like i like it, if you like I think everyone was sitting in the Chris pine seat, mm hmm as they're watching, like, he is your conduit to the he, – he he's the conduit to the audience. Yeah. So the Chris Pine character, like, as as they're doing these heists and robberies, like, he has, a su- like, a super amount of angst. Yeah. And, like, he's worried. Like, like, and as a viewer, you have the same angst and the feelings that he does. And it's – you know, he's the relatable character. Ben Foster is the, you know, the – you know the movie person, yeah, know, where, absolutely. Where Chris Pine is the, you know, uh, the way to write to the audience. He's your the, yeah, the he's story. your point of view character. Yeah. So yeah, just a just a great. <sighs> Can't watch that movie enough. No, and just I agree. some great shots in it too. Yeah, beautifully acted. Just the, the great cast. Uh...
2: And, yeah, I agree. Chris Pine is just – I don't know if he's ever really – the movies I've seen of him, if he's even had the opportunity to be half as good.
1: No, because he's so good looking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is a huge part of it. It's like how, you know, how
1: could this guy have any problems? Yeah. Or, yeah, Mm. and pulls it off. Yeah. Yeah. Which then led me to start watching Sicario because, uh, what's his name, did Ty Sheridan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started watching that with Emily Blunt and mm-hmm. everything kind of rolls into each other,
2: congeals you know. very nicely,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I watched.
2: Nice. Um, I guess it's time to dole out a couple uh, assignments. Let's do it. All right. Uh, well. So, uh, stream on Amazon Prime, next week for you, uh, Barfly, which is Mm -hmm. the uh, story of Charles Bukowski um, from
0: 1987,
2: and I guess we'll see where it goes. I'm going to watch it with you. Mickey Rourke, Faye Dunaway, one of those people I really love, and the other is Mickey Rourke.
1: Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. well, we're going to stay on theme and we're going to do another biopic and I'm going to assign you a movie that isn't streaming. Mm. I, Tanya. All right. I, Tanya. And should we tell the audience what we're doing next week? I guess maybe we could tease it, right? Maybe they can get in with their top. Yeah. Couple. Yeah.
2: Email us. Um, we're going to be, uh, we're well, p- because
1: we're doing biopics. Right, yes.
2: Uh, so we're going to pitch uh, pitch our own biopics. Um, who do you I think, want to direct? Yes. Who do you want
1: to star, and who do you want to be portrayed?
2: Who's the subject matter? Um, yeah, so get ready do for... Ha- I'm going to
1: do Hank Hill.
2: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Mike Judge would be probably pretty interesting, I feel like.
1: Uh, I-, I meant Henry Hill.
2: Oh, Henry. A I Martin see. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I, uh, or Hank I Hill gotcha. would be fine. <laughs> Great propane salesman.
1: Yeah. Two, <laughs> the, two of the most opposite people on the planet. <laughs> Hank and Henry Hill. Yeah. Uh,
2: Who have the same sure. birth name. Yes. Henry. Oh. Um, Rags to Riches came on at work today. <laughs>
1: oh. <yeah. laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> wonderful. Just like.
1: Just out of the blue,
2: yeah, yeah, just in in the shuffle. If only someone had run up and been shot, and I could waste Did a, you eight, just, eight aprons. Anytime on them.
1: that anytime that happens, you just like got to turn to somebody. Oh, wait, I honestly
2: a... don't trust any of my coworkers no. around me to have seen it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. You, now you you know why I hate working there. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, get ready. I'm going to be uh, pitching a biopic about uh, the Minnesota Miracle Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, when he took the uh, scrappy, Ragtag scrappy bunch young, of young uh, group skaters. of uh, ice skaters to the uh, Junior Goodwill Games to face down Iceland.
0: I think it's going to be good.
2: Uh, anyways, so uh, we'll be reviewing Barfly and iTanya and we are going to be back with the top uh, 5 list next week. And if you want to wait till we uh you hear what we have to say about the movies, um we've got you covered. You bet. Uh speaking of Martin Scorsese, uh Shutter Island is streaming on Amazon Prime. And uh, that's from 2010. Leonardo DiCaprio, definitely a maybe the lesser As far as popularity of the times, Scorsese and DiCaprio linked up, but personally, Um, I like this movie. Yeah,
1: probably. um, Yeah, probably the least, the least uh, acclaimed. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, this I Um, love this movie. I really do. I think this is a fascinating movie. Um,
2: I like this. I would say I don't like it more than Gangs of New York, but
1: I would say I
2: like it more than uh, The Departed.
1: I like it a lot better than... No. eh, eh, I like about the same. I I like it a lot better than The Aviator.
2: Oh, yeah. See, I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. Because The Aviator is not really... Not much of a captivating movie.
1: Captivating? I see what you did there. Um and but what's what's great is there's a lot of layers in Shutter Island. Yeah, like and it's it has a great rewatchability. Yeah, to it. Um, but it's but the problem with that is it's long as fuck. It's really it long. It is. Yeah, and it sucks. But it is totally yeah. worth a watch. And it, it's the first time I was uh introduced to Mar- introduced to Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah. I know. So and uh john c carroll is john c carroll john john carroll john carroll lynch mm-hmm. it has a nice little role in it which uh but yeah. yeah uh for me and also on amazon nice uh movie that i don't we've talked about it earlier could it be made today could the to, could the left leaning people that made this movie be crucified by the more left leaning people? Yeah. Uh, I'm more left uh, leaning than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, bunch of Jewish and uh, black people and minorities making this movie to kind of poke fun at the establishment and all that stuff, and in these politically correct times. Could they do the same thing? hmm I don't know. It's for you to for you to decide, watch it and find out. Yeah.
2: They already made it, so get over it and uh get get to watching. Uh just because it just occurred to me that we're everything that is streaming this week is on Amazon Prime. Um Jurassic Park's yeah. on Netflix. Uh there you go. The Voices.
1: Oh yeah. With uh,
2: Ryan Reynolds yeah. on Netflix. Sorry, I don't want to burn one of your recommendations um star wars the last jedi is also new to netflix right now so you know
1: all kinds of good stuff finding well finding dory's on netflix i haven't seen that yet
2: i haven't either actually um there's also a show that i started watching called liquid science um, with the jizza from the wu-tang clan
3: Mm.
1: it's
2: just going over these short uh scientific curiosities and uh, uh, I don't really real see that. Real Genius,
1: starring Val, Val Kilmer. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, that's a weird one.
2: In Bruges. Oh, great movie. There's stuff out there. Come yeah.
3: on. Check it
2: out. I watched the first episode of Luke Cage Season 2. Yeah, I um, saw that was um, one. uh About a week ago and have not watched another one. It's just kind of boring. Ooh, The Departed is actually uh, on here. No, I'm not even sure if I'm recording myself right now. Damn, 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 damn. Damn is uh, streaming on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find it in reverse on Spotify if you so choose. Uh, yeah, I think we handled that really gracefully. Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: That's how we do. We yeah. get through those uh, rough patches. Of course. Um, yeah, so there's yeah, plenty of stuff out there. Tell us what you're watching. Yeah. Don't tell us what we tell you to watch. And mm-hmm. if you find something you really like, like, I don't, have we had any of that? Like, hey, you guys really need to watch this.
2: Um, not a lot of it. Throw throw it our way, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Fredo did a Fredo. Th- Fredo's always got us. Yeah. Um, the Neil and uh, and Devin. Devin, but I mean, that's the same cast of characters we're always talking about. Someone else is out there, and if not, we appreciate I, your recommendations, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we got we have an audience of three. We're happy to serve.
2: Hmm. Yes, that is true. Uh. Yeah. So. Any uh, anything else going on in the movie world for you? Any trailers? or anything you're excited for?
1: Um, I actually went down a, a path of trailers. I mean, um, trailers are usually better than the movies themselves. So yeah, I like it's, like, it's to hard that to point. say. Like I love storytelling, mm-hmm. and like if you give me, you, you can hook me in with that, you know, thing. And I, like, you know, 18 months from now, I'll be like, oh, I remember seeing that trailer for that thing that's now on Netflix. It's you know has a 5.5. 5. Mm-hmm. You know, average on it. So,
2: yeah, oh, I really wanted to see that, but no one liked it. Maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe. <sighs> anyways, um, shoot, I I just had something to say, but now I'm looking at Emmy nominations. Oh yeah, when is The Rock gonna do something different?
1: Oh, uh, I there was a. Um, is there any reason?
2: I mean, is there any reason for him to?
1: No, I, keep doing what you're doing, and then yes. run for president. We're good.
2: I I mean, Skyscraper is Rampage without
1: Well no, there there is was actually two um I San Andreas a, is a s- uh,
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I saw a side-by-side of them paying homage to with Skyscraper mm-hmm. to Towering Inferno yes. and to uh, Die Hard, which like they did the posters, yeah, kind of the same way. I which saw is that as kind of well. neat, right? Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, because it is what it is. It's not going to be anything like groundbreaking. No,
2: it's. Uh, I mean, it, they're just. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any of these movies, but the impression I get between San Andreas Rampage and Skyscraper is they're all roughly the same movie, and they're just pumping out shit. Um, so at least they're having fun with it, but. That too. Yeah, Skyscraper, Metascore 51. I wish they had the Rotten Tomato score on IMDb. Because I feel like no one cares about Metascores. I don't. But they don't. I, <laughs> they're like, oh, what's Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, but I see it when I'm on IMDb. So well, what can yeah. you do?
1: Um, have you ever read... And this we can go out on this. Yeah. I just I This popped in my head. Have you ever read uh, uh, Invincible? By Robert Kirkman? No, is the it the comic? The comic?
2: No, yeah, because Kirkman the... did Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, he came out with Walking Dead and Invincible right at about the same time. Really? And, and he did it both through Image Comics, and the Invincible character is a com or is a superhero character, mm-hmm. and it is a um, I probably have the first. Um, I probably had the first eighty to almost a hundred issues of nice. Invincible. With with the uh, so it's a, it's a really good uh, take on the comic. It's not Garth Ennis like taking it, you know, taking the piss out of it. Yeah, you know, with um whatever that was, the boys, that which was probably my favorite series of all time. But, um, it, Invincible is like a PG thirteen. Uh, look at uh, superheroes and and kind of like exploiting and taking out like all the tropes of that. So,
2: um, I will look into that for sure. I, I like uh, Kirkman and I like comic books. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm looking. So, <laughs> uh, San Andreas got a, uh, 50% from Rotten Tomatoes with a 52 audience score. Rampage, That's 52 with an audience score of 78%.
1: Ah, nice.
2: <laughs> and uh skyscraper's too early, but a 51. And uh, they don't have the, because um, I guess it opens tomorrow, so they don't have the user yeah. score. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't see any evidence that any of these movies are different.
1: Oh, this is a blatant <laughs> use of uh neo feminism overtaking our yeah you're right dude our movies fuck
2: you saw you saw right through my ploy <laughs>
1: you yeah. get the rock in and yeah. in, in in arm butter mm-hmm. like climbing like you you can't get away from his biceps anywhere you like literally like yeah i probably have a poster of him behind me can't get, get away from, from his biceps what do you That's think right.
2: that stands for patriarchy don't worry i can draw non non-parallels all day <laughs> i can make paranoid accusations with the best of them with the best of them. <laughs> or the worst yeah and i don't say that just because I don't i'm a man
1: and listen i'm a big fan of the first one
2: the first skyscraper yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I like the Sears tower. It's good skyscraper. (laughs) Anyways. Um, I, and I like the rock. Like, I think it's just, well, it's, it's, it's expected that everyone likes the rock because he's, he's a sweetheart. Um, and, and he's, uh, you know, he's doing great things with like Moana, uh, but then he's also making like six movies with Kevin Hart and five with skyscrapers and mm-hmm. 10 with fast cars Listen,
1: and we need we need some big dumb action movies we need them okay
3: <laughs>
1: no <laughs> but then like you look back and we get a predator you know you get yeah. uh, terminator you get yeah or T2 you know those are big dumb action movies mm. they are like no. there's no way even to get around it but they are great fun great movies like yes. commando stupid fun yeah <laughs> commando <laughs> uh did we talk about that recently i don't think so oh, man or maybe we are. i don't
2: know i, I if we didn't i had this conversation with someone else and that's pretty nuts too um no i i get it we need him but yeah and and and, and it's totally just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks yeah. But.
1: And I here don't know. I go against my whole big argument earlier yeah. in the show about Turbo Kid. Like, 80s, we didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Let me just rattle off a bunch of movies from 1985.
1: Listen, <laughs> consistency is a hobgoblin of small minds. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, taste is a fickle thing. Yes. But I'm not convinced that Noel is not making the same beer over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any uh, any final thoughts?
1: Nope. Uh, I'll see you next week and enjoy your viewing experience. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.